Welcome to the Sarah and T Podcast. I'm Sarah Bradford. And I'm Tim Cafferty. I own Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue, managing over 400 vacation rentals at the beach. And I used to own Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, managing over 150 vacation rentals in Colorado. But now I just fill my time with pickleballing and podcasting. What? Oh my gosh, we got something to talk about. For the next 30 minutes, we invite you to join us as we dig into this topic. We give you tips and advice from our long history in this crazy business. That was a new opening. And that was some news. Sarah Bradford, what in the world is going on? What have I done? We sold our business. Chris and I have a big announcement, and that's what it is. We've sold both companies, Winter Park and Steamboat Lodging Company, to a buyer we are very proud and excited about. And we've announced it to our staff, our owners, our homeowners and our communities, so thought it was time to tell all of you, our loyal listeners. Wow. I have so many questions. Do you mind if I ask you some about the process? Well, you know, I never like to talk, but I guess I will. I guess, first of all, I ask, it couldn't have been an, an overnight process. How long did it take from the time you decided, yeah, this is something I want to do till... You're here. Well, if you have a lot of time on your hands, you could go back and listen to the podcast for the last eight months, and you will notice me dropping hints left and right, Tim. (laughs) I had told Tim a little while ago so that he wasn't shocked. Um, this This has been evolving over time because Chris and I have done this for 17 years, And we've raised our children. They're now 14-year-old twins. And it's been so much fun, but so much relentless energy that has gone to this. And we're so proud of the business we built. But it was just time. It was like, okay, we can get an amount of money that we can live on and be happy. We could take a break and see what else is in there for life for us. And uh, I specifically wanted to spend more time with the kids. Yeah. Only got one opportunity there, right? Yeah. How do you know it's time? How do you know it's time? I will tell you in retrospect, now that it's over, it was definitely time because I didn't even cry. Not one tear. And I can cry. You know, I watch like a river runs through it and I'm sobbing. Mm. So. It just, some of the joy was gone for me. And I don't mean that it's not a wonderful company, business, uh, industry we live in, work in. I still want to work with you, Tim, just to, in case the listeners are freaked out that Sarah's leaving Sarah and T. I'm still podcasting with Tim. But the day-to-day was dragging me down. And I had that at the previous company I worked for. I had a moment when my excitement started to to leave and I knew it was time to go. You just don't want to be doing something you're not super pumped about. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. Yes. And that's a great answer. I have to think you had some times where you second guess yourself. Did you? 
Yeah, I think mostly in the beginning, because you have to commit to doing this and you have to say, okay, we're going to go to market. We're going to go out there and tell someone besides Tim that we might be thinking about doing this. So there was some second guessing there. There's also always going to be second guessing when someone starts talking about crazy multiples and they're like, well, I hope you got this. Well, I hope you got that. Well, they got this. Well, I heard so-and-so got this and it can turn into a greedy jealousy conversation. Mm. But in general, I'd say I'm not second guessing much at all. I'm so happy with how it turned out. Yeah. You mentioned to me one time, it feels so right. It does feel so right. So a little bit about the process, if I can share, Tim. Sure. We went through a six-month process. Uh, We got a business broker that we just really enjoyed working with called Raincatcher. I'm allowed to say that. They truly went to market with our business. We we did it the slow, controlled way. And that gave me a lot of sleep and not second guessing. So we put this thing together called a SIM. Have you ever heard of that, Tim? I don't think I have. Okay. Well, it's it's a confidential information memorandum. It's what they do when they solve businesses. And we put the most beautiful SIM together. I mean, charts and graphs and and data and diagrams showing what a state-of-the-art company we had. And that felt really good to put it together. In fact, I think everyone should just put that together for the heck of it because you see where your holes are, what you're proud of, what, you know, if you ever do want to sell someday and just looking at your company as a whole. So we did that. Then we went to market, which was so strange as I thought the whole world would find out then because if you went to certain sites, you pretty much saw that we were there and it didn't really get out. All the companies that bid on us had to sign NDAs. And then we went through a very methodical process of all the offers, which ones we might want to talk to more, which ones we didn't want. And as you know, Tim, I did not want to sell to a mega manager. I won't name any names, but it's been kind of fun to tell some of my friends in the industry we sold. And they said, did you sell it up? And I'm like... You know better. So that was a big thing to go through offers and be sure it was the right feel for us. Some, you know, a steward to take it to the next level and someone that would take care of our third baby, right? This is like a child. So yeah, and so then we we met, we had three different companies come to meet with us, and we did these day-long management meetings, which were wild and crazy. I mean, no one's ever you know, in our industry, like you don't know how to do this. So it was almost like dating. And then we, you know, went to the altar with one. Okay. You're really going down the path on that one. <laughs> so how about your biggest concerns and how were they soothed? Well, the first one was I did not want it to be sold to a company that was just going to turn it into quote unquote units and take away the brand, take away the culture, remove any of our staff, remove all of the goodwill we've built in the community. That would have that would have killed me. And some people might say, "Oh, give it up, Sarah. Take the highest price and who cares?" Well, it matters to me. The legacy matters. I put 17 years into my life. Chris and I devoted a lot of sleepless nights to this company and to give it to something I don't believe in 
that's the right thing for our industry or the people that work for us. I just couldn't do it. So the who we sold to uh, was not a mega manager and they weren't looking to be one. So that was, that was big. And then I was concerned we wouldn't get a fair price. There's so much talk about the price, right? And so what we did was we met with a financial advisor, really met with a financial advisor, not just a five minute conversation and dug into all of our finances what we want to do in the future, how we have to pay for the kids college and they're going to go to private school next year and blah, blah, blah. And what do we need to live? Because if you think about it, Tim, like you probably have a budget for your personal life, but I didn't because it was just kind of like, I don't know if we have a good year, let's go to Hawaii. (laughs) Right. So we didn't really know how much we had to live on. So that really soothed that to know how much we needed to live on. And side note, when you're 51 years old as I am, you don't need as much as you might think you did because you're not, you know, hopefully, I mean, probably not going to be around more than 45 years. And then the other concern I would say was that I was nervous. We've spent a lot of time culling our properties down to the best. And I was nervous that the buyer would just say, let's grow like crazy. Let's go to Aspen. Let's go to Breckenridge. Let's take on any condo and owner that ever calls us. And so we were soothed by that and by just asking that over and over about whether they wanted to do that. And our numbers prove that you shouldn't do that. So so that helped. And then the final thing I'd say is I was super nervous about our staff and our homeowners and their reaction. You know, because I care about what people think. Unfortunately, it's part of my personality. So I apparently, according to everybody else, I did something a little unconventional. And that is that we involved our GM in the whole thing Mm. and our controller accountant. So Alan Molina, they were involved from the beginning. It wasn't a big secret. I revealed the day of the sale. And so by the time we were announcing the sale, you know, five or six of the head folks at our company knew about it. And Al even helped, you know, he met everybody and helped us select the buyer. So there was a lot of buy-in and that made it so much less stressful. So we talk about biggest concerns and how they got soothed. What about the staff? How did they take it? I told some way ahead of time. I told some a week before and I told just a few the day that the buyers were there to, to meet everybody. There were a few tiers. I'm going to count three. Well, there are more tiers per person, but just three people that had tiers, but they stopped pretty quickly. I think it was more of a shock kind of tier, kind of a, oh, wow, what? But I have to say, Tim, I had pulled myself so far out of the business, and Chris had too, that not, there's not a hole there. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, who's going to do new owner acquisition? Who's going to do marketing? How will we ever blank? There was none of that because mm. I wasn't doing any of that. So piece of advice, if you do want to exit this industry at some point, get yourself completely out of the business as much as you can, you know, because the employees will understand it. And then also with the homeowners, Tim, when we told them, and we did it, of course, in a very Sarah fashion with a a video, personal video that went out in an email, 
But because they're so used to not hearing from me, they weren't bothered. They, I mean, a couple, I think, were like, Sarah, who? Hmm. And there was no, there was no fanfare. No one got upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. How about the idea of the broker? Because I hear in some of the sessions I've sat in where talk about selling your company, there's some unscrupulous buyers out there. And some buyers will make you think you don't need a broker. I think you felt like that was money well spent. Yeah, I just realized we're creating a lot of suspense of who we sold to because we still haven't said it. <laughs> I wasn't sure you could say. I was <laughs> playing along. I can say. Okay, it's coming soon. Um, yeah, there's a lot of debate out there about brokers. And I've had my share of people tell me, oh, you don't need a broker. Maybe they could be on the show sometime and tell us why that is. I will say that I can't imagine not having done it with a broker, but I would say get one that's really professional and knows what they're doing because there's so much due diligence. When you hear that word, you have to go through once you're going to the altar, unlike anyone getting married, you have to actually make sure this is a good decision and the buyer is too. And so the reports and the numbers and the financials, and and I'm good at numbers, but I didn't want to sit there all day and do it. That was huge. The negotiation of all sorts of little things that are natural to be negotiating, but do you really want to be the one negotiating it? And then also, I think some people rush into just choosing a buyer because that buyer approached them. Mm -hmm. And instead, I have a lot of peace of mind about that we scoured the market. We found all sorts of people to, to bid on us, and we feel great about who we chose. And there's something to be said for that. So they really had, they, they prevented some sleepless nights. I'll say that. Well, that was my next question. How many sleepless nights? Uh, well, I do like to sleep. I probably stayed up a few nights at the end. Just, you know, there's just a lot happening. Like, is this going to happen? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. How am I going to tell this person? How am I going to tell that person? And then one morning I just couldn't sleep like at four in the morning, because I was thinking, I have so many people to tell about this. Like, Tim, think how many people you know in this industry, in your community. And I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings with them finding out about it before they heard it from me. That was super important to me. So I got up at four in the morning and made a list that was like, I don't know, a mile long of probably 60 people that I wanted to tell. And then the day I was allowed to tell, I just started texting and calling. I mean, that week of announcing was completely crazy. Um, I did call 50 or so owners that I had, you know, a really deep relationship with to make sure they heard it from me. And you know what's funny? Most people say their answer is, what are you going to do with your time now? Which is, I find funny because I have plenty to do with my time. The other thing that they end up saying is, oh, wow, congrats. And then especially owners, they just start talking about themselves. Like one was like, oh, okay, well, that's so good. Congratulations. Anyway, there's this part of the carpet in our closet that we have to redo. <laughs> do you know how I can get in touch with the carpet guy? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. get right on that. Good luck on that. 
Yeah. Oh boy. That's, um, uh, that's rich. So I was just looking here. We actually recorded a podcast the day after you sold and I don't think anybody could tell. So you did a good job masking as we went along, but there was a time there was about a two week stretch where you said, I'm going deep six here. Not going to yeah. be returning any phone calls. Not going to be texting you. Not going to read your too long emails. Yeah, it's it's time consuming. And that's why, again, I think you need a business broker. But I will say, let's go ahead and announce. Can I announce who it is? Sure. To stop the suspense. Exactly. The poor people. We've been it's, waiting 17 minutes for this. Yeah. The buyer made the process easy too. And it was a pleasant transaction. And that felt really good too, because you also don't want to go down that path and then realize during the negotiations and the and the closing and the due diligence that you've signed on with someone you really can't get along with. So we sold to Sunset Management. <laughs> which is owned by Alan Rowe. And I know that's it's kind of anticlimactic. So when I announce it, people are like, who? <laughs> Instead of someone they've heard. They were um, ready for a punchline that you sold to a big company, right? Yes. So Alan lives in Charleston, South Carolina. He owns Sunset Rentals. That was the first vacation rental company he bought from Jim West, kind of a name you might know, who had owned that for a long time. He also purchased Big Sky Vacation Rentals in Montana a couple years ago and Kiowa Exclusives and Seabrook Exclusives, kind of a sister's company there off the coast of Charleston. And he's been wanting to get in the Colorado market. I've known him for a little bit and he he's the guy. He's the one that bought it. So he keeps a pretty low profile. One of the things I was most excited about is not only does he want to keep the brand, keep things status quo, keep all the people, keep it going and just grow Steamboat a bit since Steamboat still needs to grow. We're only still at, or we were only at 40 some properties, but he has a executive GM named Stacy Charlton. Have you met Stacy, Tim? I think I know who he is. I don't think he knows me. Yes. I think he was on a panel with your Terry Moore. Yes. So the cool thing about Stacy is he's overseeing all five companies now. And so Al, my GM, could report to him and not just be lost at sea without a leader. And the super cool thing is that Stacy lived in Steamboat for 19 years and was in the lodging industry here in Steamboat. So that gave me incredible reassurance that he would be a part of our community. He knows probably more people than I do in Steamboat. And he really gets the Colorado vibe in the way. And he's already been here twice since we sold. So it feels like a small operation. They're listening to lots of podcasts, Tim, to learn how we did the business because I pretty much reveal it all in our 115 episodes. I don't know, just the week when they were here meeting staff, meeting the community, it felt great. I mean, it just felt like this is the very best choice we could have made. I'm super pumped. I've had no regrets. Good luck, Stacy. Good luck, Alan, and all of my staff. They're going to keep it going. And I can't wait to see how it just blossoms in the future. And I'm going to be playing pickleball 
doing podcasts with you, Tim. I already am signed up for four sessions at Verma somehow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to enjoy Vegas. I won't have any staff with me, but I will be able to get to see my old staff. And um, yeah, I still want to be in the vacation industry. If you guys will have me, I just would like to not run a company. <laughs> I think that's a yes. So I think you also answered what's the next thing. There's not a next thing. No, everyone says what's the next thing. Well, to be clear, and I want to say this in the most humble way I can, there doesn't need to be a next thing, if you know what I mean. Mm. (laughs) And I've worked my whole life. Chris has worked his whole life. And I don't know. We just want to enjoy life without the pressure of making money, right? And I've already filled my days since we sold plenty. I'm volunteering. I'm not kidding about pickleball. I play two two hours a day. You know, I ski in the mornings. We're going to go to Pennsylvania all summer. Just really trying to take a breather. And you know, the weirdest thing, Tim, is every time I refresh my email, there are no new emails (laughs) except from you. The strangest thing. Like, doesn't anyone need me? But that's cool. Remember me? I used to be a bigwig. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really not having those feelings. I'm not having a feeling of I used to be something. Just really happy to take a break in life. I've already cleaned out a bunch of closets. Who knows? Maybe I'll start cooking. What? No, no, I won't. I won't <laughs> get crazy. <laughs> Anything else you think of that we need to share with our listeners? Because this is a, this is a lot of news. This is a lot. People are going to have to replay some of this to get it all. I know there's a lot of talk about people selling out there. And I believe in looking at the industry that we have a lot of quote unquote aging owners, people that have done this for 10, 20, 30 years. I've said it before on the podcast, please don't judge them. Don't judge me. Or if you want to judge me, that's cool, but I don't care. We worked our tails off. And when you run a vacational company, it comes your life. You're never off work. Let's face it, right? The buck stops with you. And at some point, it's okay if you need to to not do that anymore. Or if you want to do that till the day you die, awesome, right? But everybody has a different path they want to take. And let's just respect everyone's path. And I'm not judging anyone that sells to mega managers or these big investment companies. No judgment. I didn't want to. And I feel great about who we chose. So yeah, for the moment, life is awesome. Yours is a good story. Thank you. Proud of you and just can't wait to see. I can't wait to see you be on time. Is that going to be involved in your future? <laughs> what is? Oh, yeah. Being on time. Oh, but I wasn't on time again today. So I guess yeah, you, no. No, oh, that's, I guess that's a no. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And I guess you're still not coming to see me on the Outer Banks. No, I'm going to try this summer. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. It's only been okay. like 21 days. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's the big news. We're still here, though. Sarah and T will bring you timely, topical information about the vacation rental business. I will say, Tim, that I think the podcast is going to get even better because Whoa. I'm going to have time to work on our content. I might actually do it before the day before. And research articles and maybe we interview more people that we haven't found yet. So I'm planning on spending quite a bit of time on the podcast and enjoying every minute. I can't wait. We just filled another half hour episode. 
sure did. I got to get to pickleball. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> okay. Till next time. Thanks, Sarah. Great job as always. And great job on this as well. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for supporting me in this decision. You did great. Okay. So long, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>